Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the 322nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my succulent co-hosts. Scrum? <laughs> and Sublime Manic. That was a good uh, adjective, right? Yeah, I'm yes. sorry. That adjective Great. sort of threw me off. <laughs> as, as it should. As it should. Yeah, no. So, as always, before we get into the, the meaning of the adjective, uh, the Puckle Podcast is your Pokemon podcast for everything Pokemon, whether it be the video game, the TCG... Uh, and also your Pokemon Conquest. You can, but none you can, of that Pokemon Box stuff. We don't talk about Pokemon Box here. Pokemon Labo, um, or oh, Pokemon <laughs> Box. Like oh, I uh, never mind. I was thinking of Labo, <laughs> and like, and like that's you, very opportune for you to say that though. Because you were you were Pokemon like Labo. yeah no, no we were talking about it beforehand, and so I was just like wait mm-hmm. are you making a Labo joke? I thought we weren't talking about this, and so, no no no. no. <laughs> No, we are not talking about this. No, I don't want to. I have no yeah, desire to talk about Labo. So we'll go. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll we'll start the show. So Puckle was a uh, was a podcast that was founded in 1962 by uh, Christopher Columbus, and we are here to uh, talk everything Pokemon. I'm just taking it to a whole new level yeah, now. That, checks out. that all checks out. It all checks out. Pokemon existed back then, I think. So yeah, and Columbus was alive. Yeah, and Columbus was a lot. Well, I'm not saying that Christopher Columbus. It's just a guy named Christopher Columbus. Like, I could say From that. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, like, do you, the, yeah. there was a guy named Christopher Columbus who directed the Home Alone movies. Like, oh my goodness. And the first two Harry Potter films. Fun fact. Um, that's why the kids are so good at screaming in those movies. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is actually there's a documentary about it at the time but we can talk about that another day uh, <laughs> hashtag relevance yeah hashtag rele- so what have you guys been up to lately how, how are you guys hanging how's, how's life well i'll tell you what i've been uh progressing in my journey in ultra sun ultra moon uh that's nothing it? nothing too special there uh i got my stuff unpacked in my room so i've been uh doing that that pocket tournament and i've been uh 
continuing my Emerald Nuzlocke. It was very unfortunate because the super rare Skarmory that I had caught fainted on my, on the stream yesterday because a Wobbuffet countered uh, <laughs> countered a att- uh, rollover attack in a double battle. Oh my gosh, that sucks. Yeah, that I really was sucks. planning to like whittle down the Wobbuffet because that's how you deal with it. But like, uh, or what do you do? You use Nightshade only on the Wobbuffet or something like that. Yeah, that sounds re- actually that sounds reasonable to do that because uh-huh. not, like you're gonna get you're gonna get pounded. Uh-huh. You're gonna get pounded. Because, but like, what was it? One Steel Wing that did like maybe maybe a fourth of the health to the mm-hmm. Wobbuffet just come- KO'd Skarmory. Yeah, because Wobbuffet's HP is probably significantly higher than that Skarmory. Mm-hmm. That's gross. That sucks. It, it was nasty. <laughs> I think it's probably the last Wobbuffet I have to deal with, though. Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, like you're still, you still have like a decent amount of mons left in that run, right? I have four ones that I've been battling with. I have a Trapinch that I'm raising up to replace Skarmory. That's not terrible. Yeah, it's not. I'm right. hoping to catch a Chincho and then get a Lantern so I can deal with uh, Wallace. Yeah, that that'll be fine. You'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, what about you, Sublime? What have you been up to? How's life? Life is so busy. Oh my gosh! But in terms uh terms of Pokemon, uh, honestly, the most exciting thing or the most noteworthy thing is that I reached level twenty nine in Pokemon Go. So I'm just one level away from the thirty club. Did you play? Did you play during the community event thing on Saturday? No. The community day. So, so fun fact. Uh, you're probably gonna hurt yourself and your soul a little bit. So on Saturday, January twentieth, um, apparently Pokemon Go is trying to do this thing where they have like community day once a month, and what they do is like they'll put a Pokemon out for like three hours that you can't catch like typically, and so. On the 20th, from uh, 2 Eastern to 5 Eastern, there was a Pikachu that knew Surf that was out in the wild. Um, also, with like it had like crazy shiny chances. And so uh, I went out and played, but also you got double experience from playing that as well. Did you get day. a shiny one? Uh, I got three shiny ones. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, They're I, like, still going to have bad stats. Yo, they all have terrible stats. <laughs> Like they're garbage. <laughs> like, well, the Just thing is, like, like you guys know me. Like, I typically don't care about shinies, and so, like, I'm going around and I was playing with my wife, and I caught a uh, shiny Pikachu. And I'm just like, oh, look, a shiny Pikachu. Let me catch it. And so I caught it. And she's, she was, like, really upset that she didn't catch one. And then she finds one like immediately after that, and <laughs> almost immediately after that, I find a second one. And she was just, like, <laughs> and she, I was just like, oh, I found another one. I'm sorry. And then, uh. And then we're like, we keep walking. I'm like, oh, here's a third one. Um, <laughs> and she was really upset. But she has a shiny magic carp, so like she can't complain. And gotcha. yeah, no, but yeah, no, double experience happened on Saturday for like three hours. So that's, that's that, cool. That was the that was the moral of that story for Sublime. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, you I'm don't not. don't be I'm don't not. be. There's gonna be one every month on that press. And apparently, because Pokemon Go is really is really all about that advertisement monies, they uh, are doing a thing at Sprint stores where you can like walk in there and get like a patch if you show them your Pokemon Go account. That if like you're a certain course, level, yeah. So I'm like, I need that level thirty. Yeah, you get level thirty, and then you get the level thirty patch. Or because if you go in now, you'll get the level twenty patch. And I don't want a level twenty. Patch, exactly. I just want a level 30. Exactly. Um, but, but, but first, it's literally just to get you to go into the Sprint store so that you can go and talk about Sprint. Right. Yeah. 
It's absurd. Like, it just blows my mind and boggles my mind that that is the way this is handled. So, But you could go and just get the patch and then ignore everything else they say. Yeah, no, what's going to happen. Yeah, well, which is what you should do, but they're going to be like, did you know if you sign up for Sprint, you get $100 of free Pokecoins? Oh, really? You get $100 worth of Pokecoins? Oh, sign me up. Yeah, right. It's just like, I wasn't going to spend that in Pokemon Go to begin with. Like, We actually <laughs> talked about that on the last episode. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's just, it's an awful marketing strategy. It's fine. Um, I, I don't know. It just seems like, it seems very, um, I don't know, very cheap of Sprint to do that, in my opinion. Yeah. No, it's just it's capitalism. What do you expect? It, it is. It is literally capitalism. You are correct. <laughs> so uh, that that's true. Uh, but Sublime, I'm sorry. I cut you off because I was talking about Pokemon Go. Well, that was really the only news. <laughs> I'm just so busy with work and grad school and yeah. everything else. Yeah, I've been working on a couple things. One, I've been working on bringing the PTU back. So I'm very excited about that. I've got the uh, I've got the next session ready to go, so it's just up to our schedules to align. Yep. And so that's that's a thing that needs to happen at some point. Uh, I've been working on. I'm actually really excited for that. You know, like my favorite thing is coming up with the sessions and then just seeing how you guys react because you'll react in exactly not the way I want you to. And I don't know like how crazy it can get. Like doing certain things. Like this one's uh, this one's like fairly straightforward, and I just know you're gonna mess it up somehow. And it's it's gonna be fine. It's if just not like, me. It's, Shamu will definitely. It's it's either gonna be you or you or Whimsicott that's gonna mess it up, or not oh, you, you or, so? no Shamu or Whimsicott that are gonna mess it up. It's one of those two. One of those <laughs> two will mess it up, and uh, they'll either try to kick Scrawn in the face, or I don't know. Wait, and, wait. How am I involved in this? How did you? Did listen you not to the episode or watch it? Where have you um, not? Have you not kick you in the face? No, listen. No, Thatch. I don't listen to your side podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's your problem. Yeah, main show kind of guy. Up. It was great. <laughs> also, this isn't a podcast. This is a YouTube video, man. Um, yeah, that's true. What a YouTube video? Yeah, you're kicking me in the face. I'm Where not. Was, was kicking you in the face. Yeah. What? <laughs> She's going down. I kicked your giraffe rig in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one of the Pokemon I said I wanted a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why I asked if you if you couldn't catch on so far. Uh, so. <laughs> well, I'm gonna angrily message someone. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, you know what? You're like you had five it months. Because I think your giraffe rig one shot her Iggly buff, and she's yeah. not happy about it. The giraffe rig like got a crit on the on the Iggly buff, and it like knocked it out. It was an Oko, and she was really scared <laughs> that if she sent out another Pokemon, it was going to uh, it was just going to get Oko'd again, and then she started kicking you in the face. So, so if you haven't watched the YouTube videos for the Puckle PTU series, now would be a great time to do that. It would be, because there should be another one next month. Um, and maybe every month from there on out, I don't know yet. It depends on my <laughs> life. I'm graduating and stuff, so we'll, we'll find out. Well, we'll find out. I hope you didn't make me a, uh, you know, sort of swarthy anti-hero who means well but ends up coming across as sort of brash. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Is that what you made me, Thatch? That, no. Is that what you made me? No, I made you literally scrawn. Like, um, oh my god! Like the okay, uh, that has a lot of implications. Uh, go watch it. Yeah, I want to just see go. After. Just go watch it because I feel like I feel like what I did was a very good representation of what you would do in that situation, and 
Um, I, I honestly do. Like, if, if this situation were to occur in real life, I feel that it is exactly how you would react. So it's uh, it, it's just like a very you thing to do. And I, 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 I'm excited to hear your reaction to it. So, all right. Um, I'll, I'll you only have that. like two hours of PTU to watch. It's fine. Sure. And, all right. So that's where we'll cut this, guys. <laughs> and we're going to kick it on over to the news. So we'll cue the epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we have a few things. Uh, first thing is that Pokemon announced this week is going to be that, well, this week, that this year will be the year of legendaries for whatever that means. It looks like they're just going to give you all the legendaries that are unavailable in your game via distribution. They typically do this type of thing um, every once in a while, like if there's crazy... Um, a crazy like differential in Pokemon that you can have. And so, but all of these are available in game. Oh, they're not available in your specific version. Right. So, um, what happens is in February, for example, Dialga and Palkia are being distributed, but Palkia is being distributed to sun version where you can catch Dialga and Dialga is being distributed to moon version where you can Ah, catch, where you can catch Palkia. Nope. You can't, you can only get one or the other. And so that's, that's why like, if we keep going down the list, uh, March's Regigigas and Heatran, those were version exclusive for whatever reason. Those That's were version exclusive. Outrageous. Um, <laughs> make version exclusive. And Regigigas. Like, Regigigas. Like, I don't care about Regigigas, but, like, everyone should be able... Heatran for everyone. Heatran for the people. Regigigas was version exclusive, which Ugh. just blows my mind. It just blows it. Ridiculous. Uh, April's Raikou and Entei. Uh, it's Raikou. Raikou is the official pronunciation. It's uh, not Raikou. No, it's not Raikou. It's Raikou. I found out that is the official pronunciation from Pokemon the Movie 20. Uh, <laughs> it's Raikou. Yeah, it's, Raikou. it's just yeah. Japanese. Yeah, Raikou. Oh my gosh, you and your Japanese. Um, yeah, but no one ever listens to me. I didn't hear what you just said. And so... Oh, God. <laughs> did, you, did you like that? Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. Uh, I mean, it just surmises my life. In May, we get Xerneas and Yavetl. In June, I think the coolest one of all of these distributions is the Shiny Zygarde that just everybody gets. Because Shiny uh, Zygarde, that one hasn't been given out, I don't believe. Yeah, I don't think it has. And then we have Tornadus and Thunderous in July, Groudon and Kyogre in August, Latias and Latias in September, October is Retroram and Zekrom, and November is ho and Lugia. Now, um, let's take a moment here and just read into this way too hard and then i will i'm gonna i'm gonna tell myself while i'm wrong um so let's note that all of these distributions for ultra sun and ultra moon and sun and moon end in november right uh what typically happens happens in november with pokemon pokemon has a release releases a game in november they have done that for the past three games and that's because they like that friday before black friday as a distribution day and Mm -hmm. so we could read too far into this and say, "Hey, look, there's a Pokemon game coming." Uh, let's let's do that right now. But then I'm I was gonna... actually reading the opposite and being like, "Oh, they have to like give you filler for the year because there's not a Pokemon game coming." So, so I would agree with that honestly, um, because if we try to use that November as a defense, 
let's take a step back to um 2016 right when we got the announcement of sun and moon right even though we got the announcement of sun and moon we still had the mythical distributions that year and the mythical distributions went all the way to december for gen 6 games even though we had sun and moon come out in november so uh, what I would like to look at this and say is we are probably there. They probably, we're probably lucky that we got to go all the way to November. And that's because they shoved in like shiny Zygarde and they're like, everybody wants a shiny Zygarde. But that, that's just me. That's my theory. I could I, I be don't wrong. I really want a shiny Zygarde. I, I'm kind of ambivalent. Now, honestly, a shiny Zygarde is at least like a cool shiny. Is this like, like a, I'm really concerned about the, physics of shiny zygarde like if you take that shiny zygarde to kalos and you deconstruct it then what happens do you get shiny little zygarde cells oh that's actually a good question I, well you mean not kalos but like um sun and moon oh and, or, like or the, lola yeah, oh, lola where we get the cells yeah no that's a really good question i i honestly i honestly want to know the answer we or we, do you just is it just the core that's shiny that's probably the case. Yeah. Oh, that that's honestly probably what it is. It's probably the core. Like the core has something to do with the shininess value or something like that. That's a good question though. I I do want to know the answer to that. And also, I mean, cool. we're obviously getting like fifty percent Zygarde as the distribution, yeah. right? Like we're not getting like a hundred percent Zygarde or anything. So that is just a it's a really interesting question. How to handle that? Maybe just like those fifty cells are shiny, and then you have to mix them to go <laughs> going <any> further <laughs> or something. I don't know. It'd be something really stupid. <laughs> it would be something really stupid i i also like that they they definitely like found a way to tie in with the tcg releases because the next set that comes out um which is i believe ultra prism right sublime yes yeah ultra prism is like a very gen 4 heavy um set yeah and it we're getting dialga and palkia in february when that set drops so i find that very interesting and i believe the set after that i don't think we have an english name for it yet is also gen 6 heavy and that releases in may and that we're getting the Xerneas and Yvettel distribution that that month as well. So kudos to you, Pokemon, for figuring it out. Uh, they also announced they also announced like another TCG set of just like legendaries or something like that um, instead of like the Shining Legend set, which I find oh, so very interesting. Like yeah, that's what I assume. We're gonna get some kind of They'll like legendary mini set. That. And yeah, I, as, that's what I assume. It's just gonna be something like that where the packs are worth way too much. And for collectors only. Yeah, it, it's a. I mean, to be fair, the Venusaur from Shining Legends did really well that one time. The last, uh, um, actually, the last mini set they made is really good too. Actually, yeah, Shining Legends. Um, yeah, it has the Zoroark GX, and that's excellent. Everyone yeah, that the Shining Legends set. Yes. Yeah, Shining Legends. Yeah. Um. All right, so we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on though, because legendary times, whatever. Um. Here, I got this next part. You got it. Go for it. Yeah, it looks like in the Detective Pikachu movie, <laughs> the other main character has been cast. It is our good friend Ken Watanabe. He's actually um, not a main character, from my understanding. They, I don't know what he is because the character he He's plays, Detective Yoshida. Yeah, the character he plays isn't actually a character in the Detective Pikachu games. They made oh. a character specifically for him. So I find that really interesting. Um, also, they're really? getting they're getting like decent like B list people for this. Um, I'm I'm really surprised. I'm honestly. I really hope that it just like I, this is sort of one of my dark fantasies, but I really hope it completely falls on its face, just so we have a hilarious meme to talk about for the next few years. That's just it's exact it's exactly what the Super Mario Brothers movie was, and I think 
I think that's why they were so careful with the property when they when they were just when Pokemon Go came out. That's what happened. They bought the rights to the movie to make a Detective Pikachu movie. And I think they were just like, I feel like they were approached by this movie studio like, hey, can we make a Pokemon movie? And they're just like, uh, and then they like show them this giant, like comically large pile of money. And they're just like, <laughs> they're like, okay, you can have this one that we're probably not going to do anything with ever again. And it's the Detective Pikachu game that they came out with. And, mm-hmm. and that's what they gave them. They were, they were playing it safe because they didn't want to give them like a real Pokemon property, right? They're not like, yeah, make Ash catch him live action. And yeah, I got you. I think, I mean, so this could go two ways. One, we end up with the Pokemon version of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which would be <laughs> hilarious. Or we, they end up doing a really good job, and I can see Pokemon opening up and being a little bit more um, free and loose about their, like, about the movies they put out. And maybe we'll get some more live action stuff. Like, we get something legitimately close to that Super Bowl commercial we got two years ago. I think that would be something awesome. If we got maybe not an Ash Ketchum character, but like an original story of somebody who's going through a region, collecting the badges, and then at the end we get like this awesome showdown at the end of them going to the league. <laughs> Why get that when you can do the Mario? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like the ways I think this could go. Um yeah. So in other boring news Though we have the international challenges coming up for those of you that want to practice VGC in a competitive setting. This is a great way to do it. Go build your VGC team. The international takes place. I believe it it starts in the U.S. I'm going to say the U.S. times because that's how I translated it in my mind. It starts on January 25th, 7 p.m. Eastern and will go until January 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern. So definitely think about doing that if you haven't already. They, I have played in a few of these tournaments. They're a lot of fun. It's a good way to get some good practice in. Um, I will say if you are planning on playing VGC and you've only played on Showdown, definitely get some cartridge experience. It is a much different, differently paced game. Also, the timer isn't a good replica in Showdown. They don't use the same timer as you would if you were playing uh, Pokemon on the cartridge. So this is a great opportunity to do that, though. Grab your VGC team, hop on, play against some people, find out where you stack up. And it'll be a lot of fun. I'm going to do it because I'm planning on going to St. Louis Regionals here in like four weeks. So it's going to be a blast. A lot of fun. Yeah. That's cool news. Um, so even smaller news, Pokemon Go updated itself. And the big thing, the big thing that come out of that is it came out with its, uh, what is it? Um, they fixed their menu. If you were to like transfer anything, it would just send you back to the top of your Pokemon list. And that was incredibly annoying. They have fixed that. So, good on you, Pokemon Go. Good on you. Good on you. Uh, all right, and so I'm going to skip that. We don't care about special season. Uh, but, uh, Poco-wise, there are two things, two pieces of news I want to talk about. First of all, the UUTC signups are still going. They're going until the 27th. Uh, this is where you get to playing 10 Pokemon, and we do a bet, uh, OU battle. We're going to be doing Swiss this year, so you're going to get like four or five battles out of it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there is a prize just for playing for every, t- every round you play, you get one entry into the prize raffle thing. If you win the tournament, you are unfortunately taken out. If you lose and if you come in second place, you're unfortunately taken out, but it's uh, going to be a really fun time and you get a chance to win something. I don't know what that is yet, but you get, you get, you could win something. <laughs> 
And right. yeah, it's, it's something best advertisement ever. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's something cool. I mean, we typically do um, either like a TCG box or something, or in the past we've done like cool little figures and stuff like that, that we found. So I, I'm all for, it. I think we did badges one year. Like we found some like uh, badge pins that we gave away to one of the winners and uh, we had a derpy Charizard, but nobody got it, and so I gave it away on something else. If you're the champion this year, I'm making an executive decision. Thatch, you get Thatch's entire amiibo collection. That's that's. Officially. I don't have an amiibo collection. My wife does, though. Oh, um, well, so she can keep those. Then. They can, Yeah, they. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any amiibo. So, uh, <laughs> um, you got them little like figurines. Uh, no. Pokemon. Uh, those yeah. are from the TCG sets. Then she just lets me have them after she opens the cards. And so uh, the other piece of news I want to... Well, there, there's something I want to talk about. We're going to talk about it. We have a we have a meeting next week for Puckle stuff. And one of the things I want to talk about is using the UUTC as a way for a larger point-based structure in Puckle so that we can have an overall like Pokemon champion in Puckle throughout the year. Yes, and yes, so yes. there's something I want to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about at the meeting, but I have, I have an idea about that. So I do, I did want to throw that out there though, that this, if you play in this, no matter how you place, this might have repercussions for the rest of the year. So definitely, definitely think about that guys. Uh, in our league tab, we now have a hall of fame up. I made mm-hmm. sure to actually make sure that it's on the website. Uh, and it tells us all of our past winners where you will be re- renowned for eternity. In 2014, Area G1, 2015 was Wave Bomber, 2016 was definitely not Thatch, and 2017 was Sentient Pokeball. So if you want to be that 2018 winner, go ahead and sign up and be known as a great battler in the Puckle community henceforth. And the final piece of news I wanted to drop is that we are doing a Patreon promotion. So next month in the month of February, if you are signed up, for Patreon by the 7th of February, you can you can go ahead and you'll get, no matter what tier you've signed up for, you're going to get all of the uh, $10 tier benefits, which include a letter, and we're going to be doing a, um, a custom Puckle TCG card in that as well, that everybody will be voting on. The voting will actually be up today for that, and it's only going to run until the end of January. And so, but you do need to, if you want those benefits, be signed up uh, on a, or by February 7th, because I will be sending all of those out by February 9th. So definitely remember that. Definitely remember that. Um, but yeah, you could get $10 to your benefits. It's going to be cool. Maybe you'll get a custom Whimsicott card. I don't know. <laughs> you It'll will. be fun. <laughs> you will. Well, it could be a Bosephus card. Um, Bosephus is just as cute. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to get this. <laughs> you want to what? What? I want cards of my friends. Yeah, I know. Wait, you, you should you should be a patron. Card? What? We don't have a scrawn card yet. Scrum. What? Not yet. Yeah. It's not, it's yet. Yeah, it'll happen. Yet. Y-E-T. It means yeah. it'll happen at some point. Okay, sure. So, Whatever. Fine. Yeah, I you, see you. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I think his ability is going to be called passive aggression. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we won't. We won't. Oh. Maybe you should back off. But maybe, maybe back off. All right, so that's gonna be it for the uh, that's gonna be it for the news, guys. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a breather, and we'll be right back at you with the with Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge.
and welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the segment of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on the knowledge of Pokemon in their noggins. So, of course, no internet browsers, guys. Lower those. And no phones, no nothing. You guys got to use what you know. And as always, we are going to have five questions here today. One of them will have a bonus point. So that'll be nice. You guys can have a bonus point. Yeah. And then one of them, uh, and then all the rest of them are going to be uh, one point apiece. You do have a hint that you can use throughout the whole thing. Um, though, if you get all the questions correct, you can cash that hint in at the end for an extra point. So if you guys are ready to go, we've got five questions that are just itching to be answered. All right, let's go for it. All right, then. So question number one comes from Linian. Linian wants to know, what does the effect of magma armor do in battle? Magma armor, the ability, what does it do in battle? Um, well, I know what it does out of battle because you can use it to reduce half out of battle, really. But what does it do um, in does battle? Does magma armor prevent crits? Or does it prevent freezing? I know it prevents freezing, but that's not the main effect. Like, it can't be frozen. Um, Is that your final answer? Uh, well, he's saying it in such a way that it could... It's probably both of those... Like, is that a legitimate answer, Thatch? We could just say both of those things. Both of what things? Prevents crits and prevents freezes. You only or... can say one thing. Oh, so it only does one thing. Well, then I think freezes makes more sense because there's other abilities that prevent well, crits. Yeah, but it's not the main effect because I, I know... Maybe it is because all I use it for is to hatch eggs and actually, y- yeah. Hmm... I'm not comfortable with that. I like the crit thing. Let's just go with your initial instinct. I here. think we should go with you. I think we should trust your instinct on this because when I think of crits, I think of shell armor. Uh, okay, prevents freezing. Sure. Is that your final answer? Yes, that is correct. Really? Because that's... yeah, that's the only thing it does, except for the hatching eggs thing outside of that's battle. a trash well, really Yeah, wow. that's, that's why you only use it for hatching eggs. You so, hatch eggs. <laughs> that's why duh okay so also maybe Jeez. maybe lay off man maybe i'm maybe just you're trying like, to live my life maybe you're just like one of those people that's really tired of just being frozen on smogon and so all of your pokemon have magma armor because you're just like i'm not losing the hacks and then you get <laughs> uh i think it's like i think it's like matt i don't actually know i i can't give you a solid answer for that um, all right, so question number two. This one has the bonus question and comes from none other than Professor Snag. Oh, dear. So he asks, in my Pokemon ranch, you were given two gift Pokemon for depositing both 500 Pokemon and then again at, when you deposited 1,000 Pokemon in Pokemon ranch. Why, um, Snag? What were I, I know, they? I know the answer, Sublime. I what know. were they? I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, what, is the, what is the rest of the question, Thatch? I, I want to know what the two gift Pokemon that you got when you deposited 500 Pokemon and then when you deposited 1,000 Pokemon into my Pokemon Ranch. Do you know what it is, Sublime? I have no idea. It's Fiona and Mew. That okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct on both accounts. That gives Yay. you guys three points. Oh. So, I'm so glad you know that's wrong because I didn't know <laughs> that. I, I, I played so yeah. much Pokemon Ranch. Let me, was well, one of my dude, that game that, so- that game was amazing. <laughs> it was it was stupidly uh, amazing because that game has so much garbage in it. You just get to watch hilarious. 
You get to watch I your love, chibi Pokemon run around and play with toys. It's like something I that love I would leave the farms of like monog- mon- uh just monogamous mon- mon- monotonous homogenous farms of Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was so like that, farms and stuff. Yeah, that sh- that that game was that game was weird but also awesome. Like it was <laughs> When I when it came out, I used to just like leave it on the TV because like the Pokemon just do things on their own, and you'll just see like random stuff happen. Like if you leave it on long enough, like they'll just like if you have like a thousand Pokemon in your ranch, they'll just like make a pyramid with each other for no reason and do all this <laughs> random stuff. So okay, moving on though, that's that's three points for you guys today. You guys are doing pretty good. Um, this next question I think is uh, is a silly one, but this comes from uh, the Pokemon.com website. Um, according to the official sources, is Silvali a legendary Pokemon? Silvali? No. I'm going to say no. There are, there are three of them canonically in each universe, or in most of the universes. And I believe they were developed based on the different traits of varying Ultra Beasts. And Ultra Beasts are not officially considered legendaries. So I do not think he is officially a legendary. But that's my reasoning. Plus, he's man-made, isn't he? So, like, how's it going to be? Yeah. No. Answer's no. I that, say that's no. your final answer? No? Mm. That is unfortunately incorrect. According to the, Poke- According to the Pokemon.com <laughs> website, Silvali is a legendary Pokemon. What? I don't well, understand. So is Type Null, apparently, as well. So that's just wrong. Yeah, I'm right. Sorry. It's just awful. Uh, I didn't expect it. But if you go actually to the Pokemon.com slash legendary thing, they actually include it in there. And if you take there's like a quiz you can take and you go through the quiz and like one of these questions asks you which of these is not a legendary Pokemon. And they put Silvali and Faramosa as two of the answers. And it's just like, well, it's not Faramosa. Um, so they they consider Silvali to be a legendary Pokemon, most likely because it's based on Arceus. Well. I guess Arceus. it's the same with Majorna because Majorna's man-made. Yeah, that's true. Or like uh, Mewtwo, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I'm oh. fine with this answer. All right. So that means you guys can no longer catch the hint in, by the way. So um, we I can use our hint, though. So you can, yeah, you can use the hint now still. Um, so uh, the question number four is about TMs. And is inspired by H3NZ on the on the Discord. However, I, I came up with a different question than his, um, I, because I found this I found this piece of trivia very interesting. Um, how many TMs technical machines have remained the same throughout all seven generations? So by by the TMs remaining the same, what numbers and moves have always been the same in all oh, seven generations? Well, not not so which ones, but how many? How many? And you get a plus or minus three on this one. Well, it's less than 50. <laughs> oh, I feel okay. like it's going to be closer to 10. Uh, what is our ballpark? I, I, I said plus well, or minus use three. Our hint on this? Okay. You could use your hint on this. I don't oh, know how to give you a good hint for it, but I give you a hint. Um, okay, sure. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so it's less than 25? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um and uh So the lowest answer we should pick is twenty one if we I feel wanna... like maybe we should go with fifteen. That's probably fair. Uh yeah, sure. Let's go with fifteen. Is fifteen your final answer? We're gonna be like one off with I this. Guess. Uh yeah, sure. That is unfortunately incorrect. Uh the answer is ten. 
the Darn answer, it. The answer is 10. Right. Initial, initial instinct. Yeah, I was right. hoping you guys would go with that, but you didn't. Um, so... They so the ones you the ones that have stayed the same are TM six toxic fourteen blizzard fifteen hyperbeam twenty two solar beam twenty five thunder twenty six earthquake twenty nine psychic thirty two double team and uh, thirty eight fire blast and forty four rest they have all remained the I was same expecting thunderbolt ice beam and no uh, those flame. those. Those weren't uh, those weren't TMs, I believe. In is either Gen One or Gen Two. They were not TMs. Fun fact. Uh, they I think they've been TMs since then. Uh, but they are they are not uh, they are they weren't always TMs. But that's fine. You guys have three points. Uh, question number five. As always, guys, I like to ask you stack questions, just because it gives the listeners a better feeling for Pokemon, and I think they're just fun and easy to write. So. Uh, the next the f- question I want to ask you guys today is about special defense and fighting types. Which okay. fighting type Pokemon has the highest base special defense? Um, special defense. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Gallade has a pretty high one. Okay. Gallade is one twenty five or one fifteen. It's a good starting point. Um, uh, it would be high, wouldn't it? As, as uh, high. Oh wait. Uh, the Musketeers, the Musketeers. Um, Verizion has 129. That's its high stat. Okay, cool. Uh, Cresselia. No, that's a, that's a psychic type. <laughs> I was just like, you you know I said fighting types, right? Like, like um, Cresselia's got a pretty high special defense, I'm pretty sure. I think the highest base fighting type special defense is Cresselia. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're not playing this game alone. Yeah, I'm I'm not very <laughs> smart. Let's see. Verizion, Galena. So. I can't think of anything higher than Verizion. Maybe there is, but I can't think of any. Let's keep thinking. Well, each uh, generation has a finite amount of fighting types. Maybe Conkelder? No. Okay. Um that's hilarious. The one's just like no. Um, Conkelder's bulky, but it doesn't have like an. I'm, I'm, I am going to need an answer. I am going to. need I think Parisian's like probably our best guess. I can't think of anything higher. Okay, if sure. It's going to be something with one thirty. I'm going to be really mad because like it's just below that. So Parisian's your final answer. Yes, that is correct. Yes, uh, it is Parisian. Parisian also has the highest base special defense of all grass types. As well, yeah, um, good stuff. So, yeah, Verizian is that is that is four points for you guys today, which actually does change things. Um, well, not actually, because you both had first and second. So, um, yeah. So you it guys, changes Bo to a solid third. Uh, it changes Bo to a solid third. That's about all it does. So we're gonna go ahead and <laughs> add that. In. We're gonna go ahead and add that in. Um, Scrawn, you've hit double digits though today. So nice on yeah. ten now. Yeah, you're ten. Look at that. You're you're just moving up in the world. Um, yeah, so, boy. So the standings are for those of you at home. Uh, Sublime with twelve points is in first. With ten points, Gron is in second. With six points, Bosephus is in third. Uh, in fourth place, we have Snag with five. Jushiro in fifth with three. Basket and Maximus are tied for sixth. And uh, that that's where we are right now. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. So. That is going to be it for this edition of Puckles Pokey Quiz. We are going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. 
Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Pokemon P-Sports. <laughs> I can't believe they called it. So um, so for those of you uninitiated, uh, we found out about this earlier this week. Uh, Japanese TV, I believe it is a Bima TV. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scrawn. I know you were there. I don't know if you've ever watched TV there, but Abima TV. Do you know what that is? Abima. Abima, yeah. Uh, well, how is it spelled? A B E M A, I believe. Abema. Abema. Okay. Yeah. Do you, have you? Did you watch the channel at all? I don't know what is on it. No. Nope. Okay. Good. Um. So they are airing on it starting on January twenty fourth. So in a couple of days, um, what they are calling Pokemon P Sports. It is the first esports event for Pokemon. They are televising it, which is I find really interesting, though I guess it's Japan, so I shouldn't be super surprised. Uh, but what they are doing is they are getting four prominent members of the Pokemon competitive battling community to act as an elite four, and then challengers come and will uh, will play against these four people, and then if you win, you become Pokemon champion. I believe the word celebrity cool. was used. I don't know how loosely it was used. I, I feel like, I, well, to be fair, like the people that they chose, I think one of them like came in third place in like a Japan a Japanese competition for VGC. And then I think another one be, was a YouTuber. So a prominent Japanese YouTuber. It's not like Shady Penguin or somebody's going to go play on Pokemon P-Sports TV. And <laughs> so first of all, first of all, they call it P-Sports instead of eSports, which I feel is a very poor naming convention. Especially if that tries to come west, right? Um, I, I don't know if it ever will come west, but I, th- I find it really interesting that Pokemon is going ahead and being like, hey, we have this competitive battling community. First of all, they're they're acknowledging YouTubers, which Nintendo in general just has a bad relationship with. Um, they're acknowledging mm. a YouTuber that probably has a capture card and all these other things to stream Pokemon and is good at battling on YouTube. And they're bringing him on officially onto their P-Sports TV thing. And I, I, it's just incredibly interesting. The, the other thing to note is, because I don't know how much you guys have been following like leaks for Pokemon on the Switch and stuff like that. Um, one of the leaks from Pokemon on the Switch recently said that, and I take this with a huge grain of salt. I don't think this is true at all. They've been talking about taking the battle system and making it quote-unquote simpler, much more like Digimon World. Which no, uh, no, yeah, please no. I, I don't need that in my life. No, 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 no. <laughs> and nope. and uh, well, question. so I think I think this nope. puts a nail in the coffin to that being untrue. Because why would you start a Pokemon competitive scene on TV and like push it this hard, but at the same time have some kind of um, have some kind of competitive thing on the internet, right? This is only in Japan right now, right? Yeah, it's only in Japan. They haven't announced anything for the West, and I can see this. This seems like a very Japanese thing to do, personally. Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, like, cool game shows are really popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're trying to uh, attend to sort of like the Pokemon community or maybe like kids 
because uh, yeah, I I think I think it's essentially they saw that there was an audience for competitive battling because if you look at mm-hmm. YouTube, right, and you can go watch an A Drive video or a Shady Penguin video where they battle, and they get a few thousand, like multiple thousand views, tens of thousands, right, and. There, there's definitely like an audience for that. You look at the Twitch streams; they'll have you know six thousand to seven thousand concurrent viewers. You know when we're streaming Pokemon Worlds or something, and so they they realize there's a viewership there. And I'm very curious to see where this goes because it could be the start like for esports and Pokemon, right? And just we sure. I mean, we will get more money dumped into the competitive scene and stuff like that. Japan's always been weird though in terms of like the international challenges and stuff like that. Because, I kind of want to watch this personally. Like, just yeah. because it's airing in Japan, has there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to watch it. So, like, why not? Yeah, no, why I not? I agree. I agree. I mean, it starts on uh, it starts on the 24th, and then the episodes from there on out are going to be on Saturdays, I believe. And so, yeah. So this Saturday, guys, this Saturday. Well, well, the 24th is, I believe, uh, Wednesday. If I'm not wrong. Uh, so it starts on a Wednesday, but then another one at, in sa- So there's one on sa- Wednesday and then there's one on Saturday as well. And from there on out, it's on Saturday. And it, like you, like we said, it, it, so it seems like a very Japanese thing to do, like to make a game show out of Pokemon, essentially. <laughs> it, it, it honestly feels like a very uh, who wants to be a millionaire ask Pokemon thing or like a, a ninja or uh, American Ninja Warrior challenge thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you have to go play against these four people and win, and then you do this, and so it'd be very. I'm very curious to see how it goes. Very curious. So yeah, no, definitely. Like, if you find a stream for that, like, hit me up. I'll watch it. I'll watch I, it. I, w- I will hook you up, fam, or at least an old YouTube video of it. Yeah, no, I I totally just want to see it and see what it's like. It sounds. It seems like <laughs> a very interesting concept. I I don't see it translating well to the West. But I yeah. could see it having implications for the West. Maybe it's. I the- could see it being like a web series available like worldwide. Mm. Well, okay. Here's where my qualms with this whole topic come into play, and it's where you get games like Overwatch or League of Legends, where you have these paid professional players, and I think that that whole competitive scene, while it does bring a lot of publicity to the game, it makes the community sort of barred to new people who want to get in. So, so I, I agree with that. And I, I also agree that I think, I don't know, Pokemon's always been a thing I want to keep the money out of. I don't think you should ever be able to make a living playing Pokemon in terms of like um, making a living playing Pokemon competitively. And all you do is like grind on showdown and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't think that should be like, if you want to be, if you want to make, if you want to make money and make a living making Pokemon videos on YouTube or something, that's fine. More power to you. Uh, mm-hmm. like you're, you're actually putting work in making those videos, but it's not somebody who's sitting there essentially just playing chess. Um, and even like not even real chess because there's just so much luck involved in Pokemon. I think yeah. it just comes down to, because you'll come down to a lot of situations where it's just like, well, there's a 50, 50 chance he presses this or that. And there's a 50, 50 chance that I press this or that. And whichever one of those is true is the way I win. Right. Uh, Okay, so what I would like to see in the competitive Pokemon world is more money on the side of the kids. Yeah. Because I, I want to see uh, like scholarships and stuff, and I want Pokemon as a name to be seen as the smart kids game, you know? Because they, they it really is. It, it's a numbers game, and it, and it teaches kids a lot of stuff. Like, I, I became good at math largely through Pokemon. 
They they are uh, actually they actually do do that though. Like there's there's a significant scholarship fund. For yeah, but I want more. That is the reward. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I do not like that. We, I mean, to be fair, the video game makes way it, it like there's way less prize money in the video game currently than there is in the TCG. The TCG has way larger prize pools, um, like factors of like ten sometimes, depending on like the the number of players that show up. So I would definitely say the. Uh, I would I would definitely say Pokemon is better in that regard. Um but I don't know. Like I could definitely see it getting to a point where the game grows to to an extent where you start seeing a lot of money come in. Though I, I see Pokemon, like the numbers for attendance for the video game events at least, for like regionals and stuff, it kind of fluctuates from year to year depending on where we are in the cycle of like generations. Because last year we saw a resurgence. We saw like a lot of people come in to VGC 17 and we saw the numbers go up in terms of players. But now that we've seen V now that it's VGC 2018, you see those numbers kind of go down again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because not as many people are as excited about it. Um, We also have the snowball issue that's occurring right now in Pokemon, uh, the competitive scene where if you just go to an event very early on, you can just snowball your way if you do well and just keep getting free entrances to events, free travel to events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the way the way the Pokemon circuit set up right now is a very pay to win scenario. It's it's getting better, granted, because local scenes are starting to build up. But until that local scene infrastructure builds up, I don't know that we're going to be able to like make Pokemon a good esport. And I mean, we could go back and talk. I mean, I think that further supports your point, though, just like keeping uh, making it the quote unquote smart kids game by making it the game for um for students, you know, with scholarships and stuff like that. Because, I mean, who's typically footing the bill if you're going to these events, right? Your parents at that age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that just foots it farther. Like, your parents are paying for you to have a chance to get a scholarship. And yeah. I, I, I do I do want to maintain the innocence of Pokemon to some extent as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, you want to you keep it such that we don't have, like, a ton of people coming into the coming in there and just trying to do it professionally. Um, like look, watch out just in case like somebody gets a sponsor, like that would be absurd if somebody got a sponsor. Oh, that reminds me of whenever I went to worlds and I, I asked was standing next to the entrance line to get into worlds. And, uh, the, I stood next to this family. It was a very nuclear family. You got a, a, a son, a daughter of mom and dad. Right. <laughs> and they were just so excited. The mom especially was like so excited about her children's future. And, uh, <laughs> we didn't really particularly initiate conversation, but the conversation ended up happening. And I think it was a very one-sided, but let, let's just say that it ended up with me getting a business card to their family's YouTube channel. What? They, well, yeah. Yeah. Where they ended up streaming like, uh, oh their, their kids playing Pokemon together or whatever, but like their kids, they uh, this was the year of the Trevenant decks in the TCG, yeah, and they were both running the most optimal deck to win, uh, and they were just like, we have this deck is supposed to win, so we're going to do great, and we're going to impress our parents and stuff like this, and I was just like, whoa, this is a bit much. <laughs> that sounds. I I want a link. I really I really want a link. Uh, oh my goodness! I did I ever follow them? I. Jesus, if uh, you can, if you can send me a link, I would appreciate it. It doesn't need to happen now, but like at some point, just because I find that hilarious, <laughs> honestly, like that, that's the kind of stuff I want to avoid. 
honestly, in the in the circuit. Um, I, but I yeah. think I they, I just have I have a lot of issues with the competitive scene. Most of them personal, uh, compared yeah. to like what's actually happening. Like it's a good thing they're they're obviously like it just shows how big Pokemon is. The fact that we're even considering like, hey, there's there might be a huge scene for Pokemon at some point. Um, I'd love to see a Pokemon game show, like you said, as like a web series or something. That that could work. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the most likely thing if they were to translate it uh, to a format outside of just Japan. Though honestly, what I would be down for is let's get some of the the like PokeTubers that exist now, and what you do is they could just go do this themselves right now. If you get like four of them in a room together, like no joke, it, I think it would be possible, and I think it would kick off really well, especially if you had like good quality like video and stuff like that. I'm just I'm just saying. If you want to be a PokeTuber, this that if you're if you are a PokeTuber, like that might be something to think about. Like if you live in the same location as like a few of the others, try to all get together for like a weekend, have a bunch of people try to run through you like an Elite Four, and then have them crown them champion or whatever. Um be just just don't call it a peace sport. Uh, <laughs> don't call it a peace sport. Just don't call it a peace sport. Because that's just like the naming there is just awful. I'm sure it doesn't have the same connotations in Japan. But like here, that's just awful. If you want to, like, it's it's because it's a Pokemon sport. Well, yeah, yeah. But... Then why don't you call it Poke Esports? Oh my gosh, isn't that a million times better? And we came up with it in like an hour and a half conversation we've been having, <laughs> and like what, like we, how did they not come up with that? Like, <laughs> honestly, let's go start this YouTube channel right now. Let's go do it. <laughs> It's happening. Let's, do this. Well, let's just do it ourselves. If, we if, could make an elite four. We have enough people. We have enough people. We could do it. I think it's possible. I, I, I'll be. I, I want to be the edgy guy, like saying, "Oh, you think you can beat me? No one has ever beaten me in this I elite four. I just want to be the shady <laughs> one and use dark types. Can I, I just be the shady one? Can I be? Can I wear a cape? That's my question. <laughs> like, like, all right, Lance slash Drake slash every dragon master. I ever. just, I just want to wear a cape. Like, can what I, is it with dragon? Okay, this is the real topic today. What is it with <laughs> Dragon Masters and Pokemon and wearing capes? Like, this is the real question. Because, okay, so well, first of all, capes are cool. Track. Capes are cool. And why would you why would you not wear a cape when, like, you control dragons? Like, you know, I, I don't feel like that answers my question. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe dragons don't respect you unless you wear a cape. Boom. <laughs> Real answers. Maybe it has something to do with like the people who are uh, aligned to dragons, sort of like the majesticness. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would imagine it's like a cultural thing, because if we, if we're gonna go off like, if we go off like the mixed canon universe, like where we, where we mix like the anime and the games and we make them kiss, right? If you think mm-hmm. about, if you think about that, we have things like Claire and Lance, who are supposedly from like the same clan, essentially, and they both wear capes, right? Um, and, but they're also from like this thing. And then they also have the village of dragons where Iris comes from as well. Right. And uh, to be fair, Drayden does not wear a cape. Um, and yeah, but Drayden looks like he's just fed up with like normal stuff. So, yeah. And so like, but maybe they came from like some village, you know, at the same time. Or and maybe it just gets really cold and they need a cape. Do capes keep you warm? warm. Do capes have it's a function? Fabric. It's fabric. I didn't actually know that capes had a function. Until just now. I didn't think about, like, the functionality of a cape. 
Uh, well, yeah. Originally, uh, capes would have a function. There was sort of a mantle of the aristocracy, literally, uh, in which they would protect your underlying noble clothes from, like, say, the dirt of the street or from bad weather. There you go. So the more in, this, uh, in this content, that's not really serving a purpose at all. Except looking cool. Maybe it's to block you from, like, flamethrowers. Boom. A Flame cape retarded. isn't going to protect you from flamethrowers. Maybe it's fireproof. If it's they a, got Team yeah. Rocket on it. Team Rocket makes everything fire, thunder, whatever proof. And then, yeah. You know. Dune. There we go. I can see this happening. There we go. Hmm. That's why you wear a cape, to protect yourself from a Draco meteor. Like, just oh, in God. case. <laughs> I'd like to see that happen. Well, you know what? Here, no, here's what it is. Fairies made the capes. So ah. There we ah, go. Yeah, okay. It's made from the skins of Clefable. Um, <laughs> no! Yeah, there we go. We found the answer here. Jigglypuff cotton. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've, we've, 100%. <laughs> we, we found the answer here, guys. I think we've answered oh, the question of why Dragon really Masters... We solved it. This was a great topic. There we go. No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I honestly let's go back to the P sports thing. I or the pokey pokey sports. Like that's definitely something somebody should try to do. Honestly, let's steal this idea and make a YouTube channel around it. And I, I honestly, well, no, not capes. The no capes. The <laughs> you get four people who you think are good at competitive battling, and you make them an elite four, and then you just have video of like some guy trying to run through them, and it doesn't work, or it does work, and then you crown them the pokey esports champion, like. I feel like you could do this very easily if we went and got a room that was just dark and you just had two spotlights on the players and they were sitting at a table playing Pokemon and you just do the, like you do the shots like you would for um for like the Pokemon streams. You put one guy in each corner and you put the game in the middle. And I think that would go over really well. I think you could do it. I honestly think you could. Nice to know. Yeah, I I mean it seems pretty easy. It seems simple. So uh, I, I mean, if people don't get to it, I'll get to it in like seven months. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you have seven months to get your stuff together. Okay. And figure out if you want to do it. I, I just think it's a really interesting like thing that they're doing. I, they've never done anything like this before. They've always come up with like their, their, uh, their dummy bear, uh, what's it called? Pokemon Sunday and whatever it's called now, uh, TV shows where they like pretend to reveal information, but they don't. And yeah. I, I think this is just really interesting and it's something that's going to uh, attract the much older crowd when it comes to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I honestly want to see more things like this. I sure. I personally want to see yeah. more like this. Like if we, like I said, I, I hope it comes West in some form or another. I think a web series like Sublime Set is a great way to do it. I mean, imagine you could put like Wolf Glick and then you take like a drive and then two other randos from the internet and you throw them on there, and I think I think people would watch it. Like a lot of the Pokemon people would watch that. Um, well, okay. So, like, one of the big things about like uh, doing a premise like this is you got to get people who are simultaneously good at the game, but also like not complete. You know, uh, how should Personable. I say, Gar- garbadors? You know, garbage. Yes. Uh, Aaron yeah. Zhang is really good at that. Yeah, he is. He is. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Uh, I think you can get. Yeah. I think you get enough people to do it. There's plenty of people that, that you, there's plenty of like you also, likable people. The the only thing is you have to get them in the same place together. That's the other thing. Like you have to get them all in the same location, 
And that's well, a there's a lot of players in Southern California and in the Northeast. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you could go to the Northeast and you could go to California and you could do this very easily. So, But like traditionally in a lot of card games, the best players that are known, like I, I'm going to use Hearthstone as an example because I know a lot of our listeners play that game. Uh, but you, if you like put like Kriparian on here, like he'll talk about how like everything's being top decked or if you put Kalento on there, he won't even say a word while he's doing it. And you need to have that presentation element. Oh yeah. No, no. That's, that's why you grab YouTubers in my opinion. Like you grab YouTubers cause that's what they do. Like you grab or streamers for that matter. I mean, I, I think a drive, somebody like shitty penguin. I think those guys are fantastic at it. I mean, we have a bunch of other smaller battle YouTubers that aren't those two, but I don't think any of them are as good. And I think that's why their numbers aren't as great because they aren't as good at communicating what they're doing and stuff like that. Um, I mean, we can lock these people in separate rooms so you get commentary at the same time. But what I, I, I think this also needs is not only do you need the elite four, but you also need uh, two really good commentators and you need people who are good enough to commentate, but not good enough to play. You know, I, I mean? think that's especially true uh, in the Pokemon universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are some more like uh, hardcore games that attract the you know uh, less desirable people in the gaming community. Mm-hmm. I'd say like especially like I, I don't want to pinpoint anything, but like Magic: The Gathering attracts those type of people very yeah. much so because it has those more adult themes. But like I think Pokemon has the the greatest community out there. Like uh, it's hard to it's hard for me in our Discord because I go to our Discord channel and it's just such a wonderful, nice community, and everyone's helping each <laughs> other. And then all of a sudden, I switch to like any other of my ser- servers, and it's like, haha, laugh, lol, get good, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, I can see it working out. So hopefully, hopefully somebody does something with that in the future. But I think that's where we'll wrap it up, guys. And we'll uh, take a small break, go to commercial, and we'll bring we'll bring it back with Pokemon the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. Hey there, honey. How you doing? You look like you could use a makeover for your cat Pokemon. <laughs> well, how about you swing on by the cat's meow? a brand new specialty store in Lily Cove City, dedicated to glamming up your glammeows and spiffing up your skitties. We offer a variety of products ranging from perfumes for your perugly and rugs for your Persian. Want some stylings for your shinks or lickings for your littens? Well, come on by today. As a special promotion for our grand opening, receive some delectable accessories for your Del Caddy. The Cat's Meow, where we pretty your skitties. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 640, Verizian, the Grassland Pokemon. Its head sprouts horns as sharp as blades. Using whirlwind-like movements, it confounds and swiftly cuts opponents. That is scary, actually. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's some real beautiful. scary stuff. And yet beautiful. All right, so... So the tier that Verizian is in competitively is the NU Never Used tier. It's actually one of the better members of the Never Used tier. Fun fact. I feel like it could totally be used in higher tiers. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's I think it's seen in RU uh, occasionally, but Mm. it's like one of it's like one of the top tier members of of uh, NU. Mm-hmm. It's like I believe it's ranked A plus in the viability, so it's just one step from being the best. 
Though there's a ton of like S tier Pokemon, like uh, Delphox and Embor, which are keeping it down, obviously. But yeah, you can get around those guys fit like super easy actually in NU. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, first of all, it's a really good idea to like pair it with Zatu because Zatu can come in and kind of clean up all of the poison types that Ferizian has trouble with. Because Ferizian, if you want to run it, it doesn't have very many options. It's it's both uh both its attack and special attack stats are base ninety. Which are mm. they're like they're not terrible. Like that's that's Tapu that, Coco. That's not good though. Let's be honest. Yeah, ninety is not good. No, ninety's not good. So I mean, you run a Swords Dance set. You or run something. Swords Dance. You run Swords Dance because he doesn't get nasty plot. And then you run Calm Mind. You Calm Mind, but like you want Swords Dance because it will make you more threatening more quickly. Yes, that's exactly it. So I, I think the alternative is Calm Mind with a bulky set. You you could a drain. Yeah, you, you heal, could you but... could definitely do that. I, I would much rather run the physical set if you're going to run Verizian. Well, although it does have the option of doing both. Yeah, you can do both. I think the I think the physical set is deemed the more popular and better of the sets. It's and, more viable. Uh, so Verizian with Rocky MZ, um, 252 attack, 252 speed, Jolly, and you run Swords Dance, Leaf Blade, Close Combat, and Stone Edge. And so with uh, most sleepers, you want to be very careful with that Rocky MZ. That Rocky MZ is there for a very specific purpose, and that is for breaking through things that can stop you. Like, Garbodor is in that tier. Um, uh, Weezing's in that tier. So you want to be able to break through those things, and obviously Close Combat and Leaf Blade aren't going to do that. So Rocky MZ, after a Swords Dance, does deal with those. You really need that That's Swords good. Dance. So, That's good. Um, like I was saying, though, like if you, another option for that is to partner it with like Zatu. Sigalyph is another option as well, though I think Zatu's more fun. And you can uh, you can definitely like psychic these guys and get rid of them. The magic bounce is really nice to have. Um, the other thing you need to watch out for is fire types. Like I was saying, in the S tier right now, you have Embor and Delphox in NU. And so those are really big things to watch out for. Um, the good answer to that is Slowbro. Slowbro handles those things very nicely. I think Slowbro is a really good answer. The only thing that you would have issues with at that point is Houndoom. But yeah, you can work around it. It's fine. Seismatoad is an option. And have close combat. Exactly. So uh, e- that's not a huge problem. And another option to pair it with, though, is also Steelix. Steelix is a really good count option because, uh, once again, you have those poison types that are going to be a huge problem. Steelix can handle those no problemo. Uh, you've, got, uh, you've got fairy types that can come for Verizian. Uh, Steelix has no problem with that either. And that, that steel typing is just fantastic to have partnered with Verizian. This is uh, some trivia that we sort of take for granted, what some people may, may not be aware of. But Verizian is based on the, the Three Musketeers from the Alexander Dumas novel, The Three Musketeers, uh, which are Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it? That's all you had? Uh, uh, well, and Calveo was based on the Aramis. fourth edition later on, D'Artagnan. Yeah, yeah it's... Yeah. Uh, so if we want to, we want to shift gears slightly to VG or TCG, not VGC. Um, I think we, I think we oh, talked. Verizion has had some good TCG cards. Verizion uh, has had one of the best TCG cards so, that was extremely successful for years. It was, mm-hmm. it was. However, that's out of rotation now, and Verizion has. But it's worth mentioning. We, we could definitely was like, yeah, it was really it was a world winning deck. They paired it with Genesec too, right? It was Verizion yes, Genesec. Genesec. Yeah, and well, what really upsets me is they were going to give that deck out as part of the. Uh, as like a uh, battle arena deck, and that's the one that got canceled. Um, that one got canceled. It was supposed to be come out last September, and it just never did. Oh, 
man, that's too bad. Yeah, they, I think they were having some printing issues with a lot of with a lot of things because it's the same story with like the Tapu Lele box that we just never got and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, yeah, but there is one card in rotation. It's from Shining Legends, the set that uh, we were talking about earlier that comes with that awesome Venusaur. And you get uh, it. This is a garbage Verizian, but you get Verizian. So it's 110 HP basic Pokemon for one grass energy. You could do wrapped in the wind for 30 damage, which also allows you to attach a basic energy from your hand to this Pokemon. And then you can also go ahead and use Pike for two grass and a colorless for 90 damage. And it also does 30 damage to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. This is a garbage card. So, you could do worse though. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just not the best. It's not good, but there are so many cards that are worse. Yeah, there are a lot of cards Which that are on a basic, It's not the worst. It's not good. It's not very effective, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's horrible. Not, I mean, it's not like a Wingle or anything, but like it's. Yeah, it's, you, you, you could do a lot worse. It's definitely bad. <laughs> it's not like it's not great. It's not a great card at all. So, yeah, but the Verizon EX, though, from way back in the day, that card, that card was actually good. Um, that was amazing. Verizian from Plasma Blast. Verizian EX. With Verdant Wind as the ability, each of your Pokemon that has any grass energy attached to it can't be affected by any special conditions. And for a grass energy and a colorless energy, you can do Emerald Slash for 50, which allows you to search your deck for two grass energy and attach them to one of your bench Pokemon. Shuffle your deck afterwards. It's that energy so acceleration. Energy. So energy, energy, energy. So, so, so good. I'm honestly waiting and for... And what you do is you pair it with uh, Genesec mm-hmm. EX. Which had an A spec a card that could do two hundred damage, I think it was. I have no idea. And at the time that killed everything. Yeah. Like that was a yeah. That would awesome deck. One worlds I think it won worlds three years in a row, actually. It did. It was it was at least two. I know it was at least two. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm waiting for expanded to rotate, honestly. I I, I am too. I, I think it will I really this year. Started at XY. Mm-hmm. And so there's exactly. all these black and white cards that I'm like, I don't have that, but I want it, but it's it, not easy to get. Exactly. So I think X Y I'd be very happy. I think we're gonna see that. I think they're gonna. I think next year when standard rotates to just sun and moon, I think we'll see expanded rotate into just X and Y onwards. Because I I would love to see like a a shake up in the X and Y meta. Though I mean Gator could be listening to this and yelling at us, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine. I'll I'll live with it. So I, I honestly think it would be fun to see that shift. I would definitely allow me to play expanded because like right now I can't play expanded because a lot of the good cards, like you said, are for black and white and it's almost impossible to get those packs. That's just too far back. Yeah, it, it's getting to the point where it's too far back because some of those cards are from 2011 now, right? And that's that's a really long time ago. It's 2018. I actually have a Team Plasma deck. <laughs> love the team plasma era of the tcg mm-hmm. i really enjoyed those sets. yeah i just never played back then so like i don't have cards that's the problem yeah. i gotcha that's the problem like i started playing in x and y and so i would love to be able to play expanded with some of the old x and y cards yeah that's when i started taking it seriously about like getting the cards mm-hmm. from the set going forward thinking one day yeah this will be the rotation and i will be like with it yeah I'm I'm hoping that's the case. That's kind of how you have to jump in. It's an investment of time. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. All right. So, I mean, I guess that's it for Verizian, unless you guys have anything else for Verizian. Like, are there Verizian pogs? 
Um, oh, uh, well, I have confirmed that Verizion is based on the character of Aramis. Like Aramis, it is best at swordplay, as to where it cuts people up with its horns. Uh, <laughs> Aramis is, in the novels, was also the most feminine, vain, and romantic. Which is uh, exactly what Verizion looks like. It's the most beautiful, yeah. It is wearing stilettos. Yes, it is. Um, it, it is definitely wearing some fancy boots, let me tell you. Very stylish. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode this week. Um, if you guys have any comments or questions about Pokemon, uh, feel free. Or if you want to request a Pokemon of the episode, feel free to email us at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out more awesome Pokemon stuff, check out PucklePodcast.com and the server. So that is going to be it for this. And we're going to shift gears, guys, to the mailbag. For the mailbag, send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we will give out the Green Tauros badge. Speaking of which, we are resetting the Green Tauros badge so that it's a Green Tauros badge for 2018. So everybody is eligible once again. So Yeah, you, if you have received one of the old Green Tauros badges that is now called the Legacy Green Tauros badge, we, there will be an entirely new design for the 2018 Green Tauros badge, and in future years, they will be the 2019, 20, 2020, etc. So everyone has to get on that ball again and send in your mailbags, be the best there ever was. You're not special anymore. Nobody has the Green Tauros badge anymore. It's all up for the dog! What's Gron said, except quieter. All right. So we are going to go ahead. The mailbag segment is the segment of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, and answers to our mailbag question. Our mailbag question last week was something Scrawn made up about Pokin. And yes. It's it, uh, what what Pokin fighters would you like to see in the game? I think literally one person answered it. And okay. that's, that's uh, <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it. So, I thought it was a good mailbag. <laughs> it is. Scrod, I think All that's right. actually a that's actually a pretty good mailbag, but people are just no fun. So Thanks, Thatch. I, thank you. Yeah, people just aren't fun. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna start this off with an email from Linian. Greetings, Thatch Scrawn and Sublime. Look, guys, I'm sorry. I really am. I don't want to be this person, but I think in my heart of hearts, I am. I think there's gonna be an announcement and a release of a spin-off this year. And I think I know a little bit more about it. This, according to that helpful video, is the year of legendary Pokemon. Awesome. The events conveniently end around the usual Pokemon release time, which in and of itself is interesting. Pokemon 20 went all the way through the year, and there are legendary Pokemon that aren't distributed in the event. You'd think they could find two more things to fill out the calendar. Well, as we mentioned beforehand, I think that... Yeah, we talked about it. I think that they're just trying to do it to supplement, like, oh, these are the Pokemon you can't get in this game. Also, Shiny Zygarde. So we're just lucky it goes to November. I think that's literally where we are. You can even catch all these Pokemon in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, so it's not like these are the only missing legendaries. None of them are actually missing. Well, they are missing depending on your version. 
So yeah. Get both uh, versions. Yeah. If you get both versions, Honestly. you don't have this problem. But like if you only buy one version, you do have this problem. Also, oddly, a full year full year set of events that was reserved for times such as anniversaries. I mean, it only happened once. So like you're trying to extrapolate data based on one data point. Um, it's odd timing to do any of this. Um, I would write this off as an odd choice, not deliberate. If there wasn't one other compounding piece of relevant extrapolation, Pokemon Switch is more than likely not coming out this year. But if I were in their shoes, I'd want to keep this streak of constant releases going at full steam. This would be the perfect time to do to do something to keep people satiated with a smaller spinoff and possibly even test the waters of the Switch. It would be a great way to get data for marketing purposes, too. Eh, I think we all know that, like, a Pokemon game on the Switch is going to sell Stop deconstructing his email as you're reading it. I want to. I get to do whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) If I had sent him an email and, like, after everything they say, you decide to, like, uh, deconstruct every statement with your personal opinions, I'd be a bit annoyed. I mean, that's what that's what people like. They like that. It says it (laughs) says it it says so. It says so in the surveys. Um, oh uh, god <laughs> all right if it's coming out what is it i can't deign to know i would assume it has something to do with the legendaries as a group however to fit with their theme that they have put forth maybe they are simply the newest nintendo property to mix up mix it up with dynasty wars as scron suggested last episode maybe they're making a ranger game maybe it's basically tomb raider oh man i hope it's tomb raider Linian. Sent from my capture styler, but no, no, I, I think, I think if you look at it though, like it's probably just, we're lucky that it goes to November because shiny Zygarde was just thrown in there. Um, it, I don't think that this is a sign. They wouldn't do all of this hype to build up to a, to a spinoff release. Um, we also just got a spinoff Andrew, release in Pokken. Yeah. So th- there's always that. And so if you're, if you're thinking, oh, they can use marketing data, well use Pokken. Uh, like it, it's going to be just as good as if you get a Ranger game on switch. Probably Plus, better. there's no need for a po- uh, Pokemon Warriors because Fire Emblem Warriors is the best Warriors. You're not wrong. Yeah, but what do, what do you do then? Do you get like a big, big like Dialga fighting Bidoof or something? Like hordes of Bidoof? I I would just that would actually be pretty fun. Honestly, I could get behind that now. I, I, but that game's called <laughs> that game that game already existed. It's called Pokemon Rumble, and oh, yeah. so like that's legitimately what it is. It's just Pokemon Rumble, and right. I, I don't think that's that's gonna happen. I, I think we're going to... I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Pokemon on the Switch came out this year. I wouldn't be surprised with how much Nintendo probably is pushing them to do it. I yeah. also wouldn't be surprised if Pokemon on the Switch just came out like early 2019 instead of late 2019. Though mm-hmm. that... Whatever they want to do. I don't care. I'm not Pokemon. And... Uh, I'd like to get this next one uh, from the, the British gent since he actually answered my mailbag. <laughs> if you want to, you can do that. All right. Uh, hello, Thatch and his fabulous crew. How did Firstly, you know that I... the fabulous people were on. Yeah, because right. they all have access to the co-host sheet. <laughs> <laughs> like they actually read it. They, uh, they, do, you think they do. How do you much? think? How do you think he knew that you were going to be on the show? He said, "Fabulous crew." That could be yeah. any. No, no, no but Linian. How do you think Linian knew? Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Anyway, firstly, I know I am late in writing in, but well done for an awesome Puckle 10. I do hope you have recovered now, Fat, as everything had caught up on you. 
To answer Scrawn's mailbag, I'd like to see Heracross make an appearance in Pockin. A huge horn attack and mega punch followed quickly by a rock blaster bullet seed would keep everyone on their toes. Then mega evolving. It might slow down, but it's picked up some awesome attack power. That's really cool. I like that idea. Thank you, British Chat. Actually, uh, that's a fun one. Yeah. I'd be down for like, Heracross. You could, you could fling people yeah. in the air. Oh my goodness! I think I think I think better though than Heracross. Just to like one up this, just a little bit, like using that as a diving board. Pincer. I think uh, because like it, Pokemon seems to want to keep the fighting types out of Pokemon tournament. Mm. If we if we go Pincer, like you get essentially the Heracross life, but Pincer. I, uh, I'm more partial to Heracross. I think Heracross is cooler. I agree with you. I think Heracross is cooler in almost every way, but it's move pool in Gen two, and um, I, I, but I think Pinsir would be a really good, uh, a really good use. What we could do is see a support set with both of them in there, where you get like a Heracross that charges out and flings them in the air for an aerial attack, oh. and a pin, or a Pinsir that like goes out and latches them down for a second for you to attack them. Dude, I'm down. I'm down. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, yeah, it, I agree. Synergy. I agree. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Now, All right, uh, so let me continue. Uh, I know everyone has been asking what we do we want for the next Pokemon game, but who honestly saw them bring out Detective Pikachu as a game? I know it's not a main game, but still, we honestly can't tell what they might bring out next. Personally, but I believe I speak for all, I only truly hope we never see HMs again. Which brings me, which brings my question to you. What don't you want to see in the next Pokemon game? How about the X transceiver in black and white that keep popping up and just blatantly being a waste of time? Or how about five rivals in one game? Uh, X and Y. I'd like to see the back of blockades from Sun and Moon. Yes, I know we can't go through as we have something else to do, but at least be something rather than a wooden fence randomly put up. It makes more sense that people or Pokemon are in the way for some reason. What are your thoughts? What you don't you want to see? Anyway, enough said for me. I have not some moms to I need to breed ready for the UTC and a cup of tea needs to be made till next time. The British gent. Um, so the blockades thing, I want to go to that. I want to touch on that for a second. Uh, do you guys remember in gen five, there was, um, yes. we're talking about blockades and like how they're just being super straightforward now. Okay. So how would you feel if there was just like a group of guys that were just in front of your like path of going and they just said, <laughs> we're just too busy standing here dancing. And that, that was the blockade. That was the blockade because that happened. Uh, and I'd much rather have blockades in sun and moon than just a bunch of guys dancing. <laughs> no, I love the plot. Uh, I love how they justify it because in gen four, they had the Psyduck. Yeah. The Psyduck one was cool yeah. though. And you actually had to like go yeah. get an item for that. Mm-hmm. The secret potion. Yeah. I'm okay with that one. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be. I'm all for that. Like if they do stuff or like you could that. Just develop a region where you don't have to go somewhere until you get there. I, uh, I think it would be. Linear and not an issue at all. I think it would be really cool if they did something more like, I, I before they before they go ahead and like try to like Im, like remove blockades. I want to see them bring back things like story events. I've said this before on the show, but I feel like story events would be better. Like the shaman and the dark rye from. Gen four. Gen four. Yeah, I would I would really like to see those events come back before I worry about blockades. Like, um if I were to say something I don't want to see return, I don't want to see leg- mythical Pokemon just handed to me. I don't want to see that. 
I want to I want to at least be forced to go out. I maybe don't have to capture them because then you have kids like that aren't capturing them and then they get upset or something like that. But make make me go on like a small mission to go get that Pokemon because one it adds to the lore. I think it's a lot more fun Pokemon wise, and I, I I think that's the thing to bring back. I don't know. Do you guys have anything like that that you don't want to see come back? Well, I can tell you what I do want to come back, but will never will, and it's the game corner. Oh, man, that's so true. Like, at least give me Voltorb yeah, that's Flip. True. I missed the game corner. Like, Voltorb Flip. Like, at least give me that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, you're right. It's not coming back. That's too bad, isn't it? Yeah. Because of the um, rating system. Yeah. Gambling. Yeah. Um, how about I don't want to see Ultra Wormholes come back? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah. you're not wrong. Um, it's almost a lazy attempt at this point to incorporate other like, games. I hate having to do that so for much. for like the legendaries or for like like and like anytime I have to use the wormholes for anything, I'm like, ugh, this is so obnoxious. Because to move like, around. I think I think it's a lot of fun in terms of shiny hunting, personally. Because like, I mean, it's I a mini, it's favorite, a mini. Like honestly, it would be fine if you could just control where it went with a button instead of the whole thing. Mm, oh wait, are you not are you not using the circle pad? Um, no. Is that an option? Yes. Yes. That is. So wait. Okay. So your main complaint with the ultra wormhole is that you haven't been able to use the circle pad. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you're changing my life. here. So this, this is, is this is the thing you can do. Um, if you go to the game freak building after you do like the initial, like get to ultra space thing for Nick Rosma, you yeah. can, uh, you can talk to the game freak guy and he will give you the option to switch to circle pad. Which oh, I'm so doing that. Okay, which you, you should absolutely do, that. like right now. Uh, yes. <laughs> <and laughs> like okay, okay, because I like I thought you had like legitimate problems with it. I think it's a lot of fun as like a mini I game. Don't think it's great anyway. I we can just get rid of it. So I honestly have been a big fan of like what they did in um in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, where like they come up with like a way for you, like you have all the legendaries I available to you, right? Like all the legendaries, granted that's better than the ultra wormholes. I just think it's very lazy that it's just like, hey, you just go to this random location and you get this, right? And I would much rather see more akin to like what I was saying earlier, maybe something kind of like mini story to go along with it, right? And I think that would that would go a long way for me just to have like a five minute story. Uh, mm-hmm. As like a Pokemon fan, I I like if like I would say right now, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, unless you're a competitive battler, wasn't worth it. But if you are a, uh, but if they were to add something like that in, like, hey, here's like a five minute quest to get Entei. Here's a five minute quest to get Raikou. Um, I think that would go over with me incredibly well. And I'd be like, these games are worth getting. All right, cool. So we've got these next two mailbags. Well, just so one, just one from Ash Nightwind. That's all we have left. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Let's do the Ash Nightwind one. Hello, Puckle. Ash Nightwood here back from radio silence due to computer not working. But I'm back and I want to answer the mailbag. I don't have my own copy of Pockin. I play my boyfriend's when he lends me his Wii U. I'm saving up for a Switch so I can get my own copy of the game, among other games. But one Pokemon I would love to see being in the game is Zoroark. I don't know how it'll be implemented, but wouldn't it be interesting if the player picks Zoroark and then picks another Pokemon to have the Zoroark look like until the illusion wears off, just like in the video game? It wouldn't really work if you're sitting next to your opponent, but online it could work. They think they're fighting a Charizard, but in fact, it was Zoroark. 
Uh, also, before I sign off, and because Vosifus asked for poems, Tiny Blue Turtle, with bubbles and water depths, young me chose you first. All three campus starters have now been read off to you. I'll send the Jota ones when I get through the first-gen pokes. I want to write a haiku for all 800-plus, and I'm only at Zubat. Wish me luck. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that, that is a haiku. Is. That is yeah, a haiku. Uh, I would love someone to publish a book with all of these afterwards. I you know, know, I'm going to stick to my creed, and I, I think it's a fair thing to give uh, Ash Knight when the the first Green Taurus okay, badge. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'd like, to, I'd like to make a proposal before we move forward with the Green Taurus <laughs> okay, badge moving. All right, I, sure, I think sure. we should, because we're, we're, we're resetting, we're rebooting, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to actually have criteria. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Um, one, did they oh, answer oh. the... Well, one, did they answer the mailbag question? Um, oh, that's true. I think I think that should be that's that should be worth like ten points out of like thirty. You know, well, they did uh, answer the mailbag here. So you know, they did. They did. I agree with you. So answering the mailbag, like you got ten points right there, right? And then mm-hmm. and then the poem. Well, that's worth like thirty. So like that's that's forty points out of thirty right now. So I think she knocked it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> But the criteria need to be like, did you answer the mailbag question? Was your email good? Was it legible? Um, I think <laughs> I think these are all good criteria. I love it. So, I, But I'm all for Ash Knight win winning as well. Congratulations on being the first uh, Green Toros 2018 winner. Yeah, you can submit for it at the website when the badges exist. Uh, so, yeah. yay. Actually, we should yeah. do it, we should make it a Discord role instead. Like make oh. it, yeah. I like yeah. that. That's way easier for yeah. me to give out. Uh, <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so that's that's what we'll do. Your, your name will turn green. It'll be fantastic. And so, um, there we go. Green Tauros, Green Tauros, uh, ro- roll. You you'll get it, Ash Nightwind. When we uh, when we remember to do it. All right. So that is going to be it for the show today. If you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, let us know your thoughts on peace sports. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can uh, hang out with Puckle more during the week. You can check out our Discord server um, where we hang out and do pretty much everything. Uh, there's an invite link to that in the show notes as well as on our website at the chat tab. You can also go ahead and follow our social media accounts, our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. Uh, all those are also on PucklePodcast.com. Uh, we are also Puckle Podcast on all of those as well. They are also in the show notes. You can also go ahead and watch Scrawn and me do stupid Pokemon stuff at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. It's a lot of fun. We like hanging out with you guys, and it's just a good time to share something that we love. And if you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so in one of two ways right now. First being, you could go to TeePublic. Um, we have a link to the store in the show description. You can go to TeePublic and find our store there and purchase any of the shirts. Any of the shirts you buy on our store do help support Puckle. So definitely think about doing that if you haven't already. Um, there's I some, bought two, and I love them. Yeah, there's also stuff that's not made by us, but we advertise for other people. And so go ahead and definitely if you purchase and support those artists as well. They also get supported through that. So I, I also suggest doing that. Finally, if you want to do it a little bit more directly, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash puckle podcast. And there you can go ahead and sign up for whatever tier you want. You get some exclusive perks. One, you get your name listed at the end of the show. Two, if you're at a high enough tier, you get to be in the chat. 
And you can also get, uh, um, you can also come to the live shows and be on the live shows. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. we are going to also, we are running a promotion next month. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, um, if you are a patron at any tier in the month of February, uh, as long as it's done by February 7th, you will be able to go ahead and be given all of the $10 perks at, for the month of February. So definitely consider doing that if you want some $10 perks for $1. Huzzah. So that is Huzzah. going to be it for the show this week. Um, I, I am, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, so I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum. And I'm Sublime. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we would like to thank our patrons for making everything we do here at Puckle possible. So let's go ahead and thank Regal Superior, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Dark Flame, Andrea, Whimsicott, Locke, Manga87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alvarin, Sith Vilo, Minor Manetric, Greninjas in Paris, Claude Nine, Chris, Arjun Avenger, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester, and the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Matthew, Trevor, TJ, Ryuse. Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Ozzy, Alex, Kenneth, British Gent, Victor, Rotted Mushroom, Beaverla, Chris, Alexander, Thomas, Jedi, DJ, Antonio, Ibrahim, Travis, Matthew, and The Real EV for making this show possible. Thank you to you guys because it allows us to do a bunch of awesome stuff and hopefully we can keep growing in the future. So I will catch you guys on the flip flop. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.